Hello, everyone. Do you hear the spooky music? Do you know what that means? It's time for Spooky Three Speech. Oh, it just got spooky. Oh, that get, that just came out of nowhere. It just got really spooky. I was like, ooh, creepy piano. Oh, it's coming again. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to turn it down. I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Okay, that's, that's good enough. That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Speech. It is the spooky sequel. We get to do a sequel, Lynn. I know. Sequel to last year's spooky time. I'm just going to call it spooky time. Two. Yeah, spooky time two sounds good. We can just add a two. Yeah. I mean, everybody else does that, you know? I can't think of anything, like, witty to make it, like... Additional spookies. Yeah. Yeah. The spookier. I know. We're a little late. Like, we wanted to get this out, like, two weeks ago. Well, I mean, technically, see, here's the thing. We are on time. Because tomorrow... tomorrow is Halloween. So we're we're technically okay, but we kind of wanted... We original plan was to do this a while ago so that we could be like, okay, now you have two weeks to watch them all. But now you have a day to watch them all. Yeah, that's that's a perfectly fine for yeah, people. Yeah, is still a thing, right? I mean, nobody really does anything on a Monday, right? Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. No, it's horrible. That's the thing. You know, I know I'm getting old because I'm like, oh, I have to hand out candy tomorrow after work on a Monday. Oh, I know. It's brutal, isn't it? Are you ready for Halloween? You know what? So I actually, I've been very remiss. Uh, Normally, I will buy like a little bit of candy every week starting in October. That's kind of what we did about, I don't know. We we started fairly early because they had a bunch of uh, Halloween candy at Big Lots. And we were like, oh, "Oh, we better get some, you know. So we, we actually got a bunch, I would say, at least three or four weeks ago. Yeah, I waited because, you know, you were saying that we're late with the uh, the show. I waited to go get my candy on Friday. So I went to a wholesale store that I think it's more popular out on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, BJ's. We have, yeah, we just have Costco's out here. I wish we had a Costco's because I hate seeing BJ's. Like, yeah, it's I just like, I know. Like um, yeah, it's like, really? Yeah. Really? Did you do but, that on purpose? Yeah. So I went to BJ's and all the candy, Halloween candy is gone. It's Christmas candy. Well, I mean, you could, in theory, hand out Christmas candy. I that's what the kids are getting. Oh, because I go to one store, one store. Yeah, I mean, these are not even your children. Let's be honest here. Right, it's just wrapping. How far am I gonna drive with this current gas price thing for somebody else's children? You know, let's just be realistic. And 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 here's the thing, like, inflation is real. Oh God, candy. Inflation is like, inflation's like eight percent, but everything costs forty-seven percent more. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm spending a hundred dollars on candy, right? Like the big bags of chocolate are like twenty-seven dollars yes! a piece. It's unbelievable. It's insane. And I'm like, you know what? The kids are not gonna care if their Reese's peanut butter cups are shaped like pumpkins or Christmas trees. They will be happy with what they have. And yeah, you know, so that's same. that's how I felt. Like I first I was upset that I went in and there was no candy. Um, I obviously took my my anger to social media and other people were also upset because they also went the weekend this weekend to go get candy. And it was Uh, nowhere. There was no candy to be found um, except, you know, it's all red and green. So like the kids won't see that well at night. Yeah, probably not. They're going to notice it later. And then when they notice it, they won't know who. Exactly. It could be anyone. But from what I I hear in my neighborhood, a lot of people did the same thing I did. So we're going to have a whole holiday Christmas candy going on up in here. I mean, it kind of works because the fact that Christmas is starting this early is terrifying. I know. Every year it's earlier and earlier. Yeah, there's a business term for this. It's called creep. I remember this. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I do remember things that you teach me. <laughs> yeah, hey, you're doing better than my students. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. this this is the first time I've experienced the creep. Mm. It's creepy. And realized it. Yes. Well, for this sequel, we have six new spookies, a derivative of three. And um, I will admit that I was like, 
super not able to catch up to you on some of these. So some of these are going to be um, completely in your wheelhouse. I did the right. best I could. Uh, and then the other problem I had was the I always try to torture myself every year with a really scary video game. And the one I picked oh. this year is a doozy. And I've been playing a lot of that. That's been taking up, you know, most of my free time when I probably should have been watching Hocus Pocus 2. I was playing the rat game. So um, I have a lot to say about the rat game, though. All right. We can do that. And then, see, my whole thing is I love October because I will watch scary stuff. And you're not expecting most scary things to be good. You're just looking true. You're looking for entertainment. So that's probably why I like Halloween, because there's no stakes. Mm-hmm. And with what you're watching, um, I we feel didn't like get you a, can enjoy the bad Halloween stuff better than you can enjoy the bad Christmas stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And one thing, and I'm not going to give it away, and I don't know if you're going to watch it, but I watched a movie that I had no clue about whatsoever on HBO. And it was a scary movie. And it was honestly one of the best. I'm not saying like the best movie I've seen. But the best horror movie that I've seen. It was so well executed. It's called The Barbarian. Oh, I'll totally watch this. So like all I'm saying to you. And maybe we can do it in the next show. Is don't look anything up about it. Okay. Like okay. there's like just those. like. So you just like. I, I only allowed, like, I told my sister, because she was like, what's it about? I'm like, you're allowed to look at IMDb only, like, because it's a one-sentence thing. Okay. I'm going to go look at it right now. Yeah. and I'm sorry if you hear me clicking. No, and the same thing, like, when you look at it on HBO Max, because the I remember seeing that it was in the theaters. I didn't really see a lot of hype about the movie, but I remember it getting, like, decent reviews. And Does it have a scar scar in it? Yes. Okay, so this is the right movie. That's the... But it was just something so well executed, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. I have to admit, when you told me the title was The Barbarian, and I went to IMDb, and here's the one sentence that you referenced. It says, A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. I'm going to, I'm going to, I did not expect the word barbarian and Airbnb. Yes. Yes. Right. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because like my mind thinks of the barbarian. So I think of like Conan the barbarian. Yes. Uh, So do I. But honestly, for the next show, watch it and we can like discuss it's, it's, I don't know. I just haven't. I was pleasantly surprised by it. And it was one of those horror movies I went in. And you know that I love whatever HBO Max shows. Mm-hmm. I take full advantage of it. And it mm-hmm. said newly added. And I was like, oh, I remember this being out over the summer. I'll watch it. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so I took, us, cool. I took us way off track. And that is just the fact that I love watching scary movies in October. That was Fair. the bottom line. All right, all right. So, so let's get into our big six, if you will, instead of a big three. We don't have oh, we should traditional have just, kind of standard thing going on right now. We've six, got six, just, six. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> mm, we're better than I thought. I know by mistake. Mm, I'll take it. I mean, I'll about totally I on purpose. Totally yeah, on purpose. Totally on purpose. That was totally. We did we, that. I thought we about that, that for weeks. Yeah. Yes. All right. So after our thinking and planning carefully for weeks, let's start with, let's start <laughs> with Hocus Pocus two. Um, and I will admit this was one that I did not get around to watching. I I nearly oh, put it didn't? on. I nearly put it on like three or four separate times, and then things kept coming up, and like. I think I told you I went on this like crazy field trip and then I had to do another field trip. I seriously feel like I haven't taught in a long time. (laughs) Just been on field trips everywhere. Did I tell you that when we did that New York field trip, we walked a total of 57 miles in six days? That trip was insane. Anyway, sneakers. I I did. I literally threw my sneakers out when I got home. Yeah. I had like a backup pair waiting and I busted them out right away. But, um, what I wanted to ask you was, first of all, I remember the original Hocus Pocus pretty well. Mm-hmm. I remember really enjoying it. I remember it being sort of lighthearted, sort of light on the scaries, sort of heavier on the funnies, but sort of like a, a really very well done Disney kind of Halloween thing. And I'm wondering if they were able to keep the the spirit, if you will, of the original. 
They they did. Surprisingly enough, I mean, you can't capture the full magic of the first one. Right, you probably there's, never could. There's only a handful of films where the sequel is better than the original. But I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And I think part of being uh, it being such a, a watchable film is you had Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy just having a great time. I was amazed that they got these three women back and that they all look almost the same. Yes! It was, like, tripping me out a little bit. It was, in you know, in, in Kathy and Jimmy's uh, appearance is completely different because she's lost all this weight since she played the original. Oh, wow. Sanderson sister. There were, it was very good. It was, there were a lot of callbacks to the original, but it did also. Did they do the amuck, amuck, amuck? That's what no, I remember really well. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, But it was just something that, like you said, like fun, lighthearted, you know, not, not scary, scary. What's your Disney. age range, do you think? Could you, could kids watch this? Oh yeah. I think if, I would probably say like, Starting at like six or seven, because it's oh, okay. not. That's real doable. Yeah, it's not scary. It's like not scary. It's more spooky. Um, did you see that witches remake that they did? Oh, I think that was on HBO. So here's here's the thing about that. And I was having a conversation with uh, my other friends, and one friend thought that Hocus Pocus was scary because you know children would potentially die and i said hello did you ever see the witches that was way scarier yeah that's what i was going to ask you was the witches scarier than hocus pocus and that and my 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 thought was it, the witches was worse the, so i didn't see the remake of the witches with anne hathaway the mm-hmm. the original oh scary as hell oh with angelica houston ripping off her face and she's i get i can still see that in my mind like strangely i can still see face ripping off from hellraiser in my mind so (laughs) kind of a different vibe there but the same basic concept (laughs) yeah so it's 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 a it's very cute they have the whole there's a whole dance sequence song and dance sequence like the first one if you have sort of eagle eyes you'll see there's a lot of um there's people who dress like some of the people from the first film oh interesting uh, instead of instead of them riding a broom, Bette Midler rides a broom. Kathy and Jimmy uh, uses the Roombas on her feet. Now, what did she have a vacuum in the original? She one? did have a yeah, vacuum. Yes, so she like upgraded to Roombas. She, yes, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character was using a Swiffer. Oh, um, <laughs> so it's just like you know, it's it's just funny uh they brought i mean they brought everyone back from the guy who played uh billy to it and it was doug it was doug jones who you didn't know was doug jones when you watched it back in 1993 i still don't know who doug jones is yes you do if you saw he's been in like every guillermo del toro movie like he's one of the he was in uh the shape of water he played the he plays the fish like he (laughs) Well, no wonder I didn't recognize him. You didn't recognize him, but if you, like, he, he's one of those. Who did you play? The fish. He was the fish. He was, like, basically the lead (laughs) in that, you know? (laughs) But he's, like, he's been in Hellboy as well. Like, he's one of those actors, kind of like Andy Serkis, where he he does the body work, but not a lot of screen time, like, face screen time. But it was, you know, it was cute. They had, they went back in time. They cast three young actors who look so much like Bette Midler, Kathy and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. It was crazy. So it it shows how they became witches. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really neat. And there's like an undercurrent of uh, Salem's mayor, who is played by the great Tony Hale. He's a descendant of the people who uh, kicked the witches out of their village back then. Okay. So this is just messing up the Salem history left and right now. Oh yeah. So they're doing stuff like that, but I mean, it's just something that I'm not saying it wasn't good, like, but it doesn't compare to the original 
nothing can compare to the original. I feel like they caught. Wait, it, wait, it, wait, I'm sorry. My brain yeah. just did a thing. You said the mayor's name was his last name was Hale as in H-A-L-E. Oh, that's the actor. The actor. That's Tony Hale. Oh, that's just funny. One of the lead characters in The Crucible, his last name is Hale. Oh. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Was somebody, like, being smart somewhere? They could that... be. That's just funny. Reverend Hale was, like, the lead witch hunter. Sorry. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if maybe Disney's that smart. Um, I mean, we but... all have our moments, you know. Yeah, it so I mean I would say if you enjoyed if you enjoyed Hocus Pocus the original you're going to enjoy Hocus Pocus too. Okay. If you thought Hocus Pocus was just eh, you're gonna think this one's just eh. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So I'll still try try to work it in then. Yeah, I would absolutely tell you like just to watch it. It's a little right. long. It's almost two hours. I feel like, which I was well, surprised. Long for a kids movie. Yeah. 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 I'll do it so, in pieces. Yeah, you definitely can. Cool. All right. All right. Let's get to the second one, because I did watch this one. And I think other than the rat game, this was my favorite thing. Um, Werewolf by Night. Did you watch this? I did. I did watch it. I didn't love it as much as you did. Oh, man. I really enjoyed the vibe of this. I'm not going to lie. OK, now it could be that I know some comic stuff. Um, so Werewolf by Night is a one shot. And there's two things it has going for it in my mind that are working very well, like for me. Um, the first one is Laura Donnelly. Like, yes. I totally love her. <laughs> I loved her in The Nevers, and she's basically playing the same character in The Nevers in this. Yeah, it's like they just transported her. They're like, here. Here. Change your clothes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she plays Elsa Bloodstone, and I don't know how much we want to reveal about this, because it's a one-shot, but... In my mind, if they're going to shove an Agatha Harkness show down our throat on Disney, at the very least, they could do a whole show on Elsa Bloodstone. Because she's the Bloodstone family is big in the comics. And these characters that they have, like even Ted, these are like comic characters. I, um, did, so I did read that like that was a big intro to yes, have. Right? And I was like, this cannot just be a one shot where you introduce i mean i think he's called man thing in the comics yes <laughs> and, and then you just you just get rid of them all especially when you 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 know hook laura donnelly for something because she's so good and like just kick butt like she could easily be a long-standing marvel hero so i'm just i don't know if i want to reveal like everything that happened because i just i think i have this hope in my heart that eventually we will get a bloodstone family show and we'll bring you know, Ted and Jack back and all those people. Cause I just loved how they interacted with each other. And then the other thing that I really loved was how they could not figure out what decade this show was from <laughs> <laughs> because it was all in black and white. And it had this like very 1920s vibe. Like there was like a Victrola and there was like the, some of the, some of the like architecture and different things was like, it's, it's in we promise you guys it's set in the 20s right and then, like all <laughs> of the clothing and like some of the architecture was like totally modern and then like the soldiers show up with these like crazy weapons that are like futuristic <laughs> stun gun kind of <laughs> weapons and I was like I don't know what decade this show is in but I love it like I don't know what's happening right now <laughs> oh but then the makeup was all like like old 1920s oh, monster yeah. makeup, like the werewolf makeup, like the Bella totally, Lugosi, like yeah, totally out of like the early like like 20s and 30s monster makeup. So I was like, okay, they have no idea what decade they're in. They're just ble- they're just just mixing metaphors left and right here. But somehow it worked for me, and I liked the uh, the only thing that was in color was the bloodstone. I liked that that effect. I thought all of that was fun. I don't know. What didn't you like about it? Because I just thought it was super fun. So, no, it's like I do. I did like Gael Garcia Bernal. Now, as, it's funny because I didn't know who that was. Like, I, I had never I, I didn't have a lot of experience with this dude, but I looked him up and he has like a million credits. Yes. And I was like, OK, so he's been around, but he's know, he like really great. He's like more popular outside the United States. Like he's had that a was the few things. Got, yeah. yeah. He's had a few things like he his biggest movie was actually with oh god who's the guy in Andor? Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, they were in uh, 
Itumama Tambien. Which like got a, won an Academy or something. Yeah, right? yeah, and that was like the two of them. That was like their breakout sort of crossover to the United States. And then the, nothing has really hit that. Diego Luna, that's his name. Yes. Um, It came to me. So that was sort of their crossover. So I've seen him in things like he's never really broken through beyond that. But I recognize him and I thought he was good in this obviously love Laura Donnelly here's my thing and it's more like a Disney problem slash Marvel problem Mm. than a werewolf by night like I wanted it to be scarier oh I see what you're saying you know what I I mean like I did not expect it to be scary see I that's yeah. I wanted it to be scary, and I'm thinking just because, like, you know, you've got this werewolf, and, you know, there's the possibility, and I could be wrong that when I read this, that, like, they might show up in Blade. Well, that'd be cool. I'm not 100% sure, but I know there's a crossover somewhere, so I'm like, this is Marvel's chance to sort of, like, be like, this is more adult content. It's going to be scary. It kind of was like walking that line for me, but it didn't jump in. And I guess I just wanted something scarier. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate everything they did. I thought it was well done. But I just wanted more. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be really scary. I see. You know what it like? You know, it has such a good concept. To it, but like you know, like you said, you have more an idea of the the graphic novels. I don't, I don't know yeah. the tone of the graphic novels, but just like the concept of it being in in black and white, and you have these really good actors, and everyone was doing a, a great job in it. But the, for yeah, me, there I wasn't think, a payoff. Right, I think that was helped by that because the tone of the comics is sort of more Constantine. Okay. And so that's what I was expecting was sort of like, I, I was honestly expecting cheese. And so when I'll oh, see, yeah, I was like, woohoo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, your, that's your, that's like your Mario sound. Like, <laughs> Hey, Chris, power Pratt, up, power up. I, <laughs> Oh God, you, that was a better Mario than Chris Pratt is doing. So don't, oh, don't even man. bring yourself down to that level. All right. Yeah, I gave you a compliment. All right, all right. All right, okay. sorry, I sorry. I sorry. Weirdly, I, I was just clicking on things because we talked about Laura Donnelly, and it's apparently the last six episodes of The Nevers are still supposed to come out this year. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> and that was my thought, too. I was like, we're, okay. <laughs> we're going to be like 90, and it's going to be like, the last six episodes, they're going to come <laughs> no, out. Right. Oh, man. But anyway, um, I, I get that, I get that. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. I thought that I thought that Werewolf by Night was fun. I, I think everybody should watch it. And maybe since it's not super scary and it's got that cheese factor to it, you know, you can watch it beyond Halloween and still enjoy it if you're not expecting it to be scary. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, so that's where it was. So, I guess, like, Werewolf by Night and Blade and Moon Knight, there's ties. You know what? Just do a show with all of them together. I would be yeah. super happy if, like, can I ship Laura Donnelly and Oscar Isaac? Can I, like, sh- can I put them together? Oh, I together? can see that. Can yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wanted to do that with Jack, though, and Laura Donnelly. I was like, <laughs> you can date a werewolf. It's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I guess it was just, like, that's why I was just, like, a little disappointed because I was, I wanted you scary wanted monsters. Scary. I wanted yeah. scary monsters. But that's, like, I think, I think, like you said, it's a good, I would say probably like a 12-year-old could watch it. I don't even know it's if any. Really, oh, I mean, there was some blood. There was some definite gore, but it was in black yeah. and white. So, yeah, you're probably right. Like, yeah, 12 or 13, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, they would be completely fine. But, yeah. you know, it's like some, there's some scare, like for littler kids, it's scarier elements, like with the talking corpse and whatnot. Like, Oh, oh man, that was cheesy. That reminded me of the guy, the like uh, fortune teller guy in the box. Ah, oh. like and he gives you your fortune. What's his name? It's like the great Zamboni or something. Yeah, oh, it begins with the Z, yeah, and I can picture like him that. with the mustache. Zoltar, Zoltar. Because yes, I'm like, it, it was in big. Me. It was in big. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that was just my thing. I'm like, scary monsters, and it's like, I guess, like, I was expecting something. Not like I keep saying Blade, and that's because it was like 
implanted in my brain because that's there's a crossover but it was more like it's kind of like haunted mansion like yeah not putting it yeah yeah, so i guess i guess i was just expecting like a pg-13 version of haunted mansion and didn't get it hey i like your idea of like you know werewolf by moonblade night yeah just do it cool yeah i like that let's do that disney i know they're listening so they are always listening and they're probably listening even when we're not recording which is the scary thing yeah it's it's they own everything that's so crazy it's so crazy anyway let's move into some scarier stuff now um are we doing uh, a Lynn reviews bad movies for Halloween ends? Cause I mean, I can, I can give you my thoughts on here's it. Here's the thing. Like I knew I wasn't going to watch this because reasons I had not yeah. seen any of the other ones. Like why, <laughs> what, what, what would this one do for me? Um, but I did watch the pitch meeting about it. Oh yes. Okay. So, <laughs> that so I is... have a basic idea of the plot of this movie. And I was like, this sounds like the most poorly written Drek I've oh, ever heard in my life. It was, okay, so here's the thing. And I was introducing someone. We were going to watch Halloween Kills. No, ha- we were going to watch Halloween Ends. And I was like, it picks up where the first one left off. And... We started talking about it. I'm like, oh, you haven't seen the first one in this new trilogy. Mm-hmm. So watching the first one again, I'm like, this is so disappointing because this one, I'm not, it, it's decent. Like it's a good reboot slash reimagining. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, go back and listen to our spooky show from last year, completely off the rails. This one it's like, do you want to watch a movie about someone that you don't know for 75% of the movie and don't care about? That's pretty much what the guy in the pitch meeting said, is that it was this kid yes, who was introduced to the movie, and he starts out by being like this bullied, downtrodden, you know. It was the weirdest thing. Like, there were like these band kids basically just like harassing him. He's a grown man. Yeah, it was so weird. And, like, it was also kind of triggery, too, because I was like, okay, school violence, that's what we need a movie about right now. Yeah, but the kids weren't even in school. They were oh, like, never mind. Yeah. They I thought were it was like, in school. No. So these guys, so the movie starts off this kid, and I say kid because he's probably in the movie, he's like 24, 25. It takes place, like, it kicks it off in 2018, and the kid he's babysitting dies under weird and tragic circumstances okay and the the entire and i mean you'll see what it is i don't want to ruin it not you personally i know you're not going to watch it but if people want to watch it so he's kind of got like this cloud over him he was a he he did serve like six months of time but you know they think he's a killer in in the uh, town of haddonfield and he's like, these band kids are just harassing him when he's like walking like down the street. Because that's Go. exactly what you want to do if you think someone's a murderer. Yeah. You just want to harass them, you know? They were just like harassing him and then they beat him up at some point. And he okay, thought- so here's the thing is like I in the pitch meeting, they said that this kid was a total or this guy, I guess yeah. not a kid, was like a total pushover and like a bunch of like band kids beat him up but then later on he beats up michael myers easily and we're like yeah what yeah so like so so after the band kids beat him up um if you'll recall at the end of the last halloween like the entire town tried to kill michael myers and failed right 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 and failed like he just killed everyone but uh he's been living in the sewers for the past four years recovering and him and this kid have some weird connection and this kid starts killing people and then bringing people to Michael's so they can kill them together. Okay. And then like Jamie Lee Curtis is also there and you're just like, I feel like so horrible for her that she signed up for this. Um, 
And she's like, because of course the kid starts dating her granddaughter. Oh, of and, course. And she's like, I see Michael's eyes in him. Oh God. You know, it's like the the darkness. Um. So if you're if you're in like the pitch meeting said, if you want to see the final showdown between Michael and Lori, which is what the entire trilogy has teased, fast forward to the last ten minutes. Wow. And that's that's the movie. And then I'm going to do like a spoiler. So if you've listened to if you haven't seen it, skip over it. But there's the weirdest thing. Where spoiler incoming, spoiler incoming. Okay, so she like my Michael Myers is definitely killed. Okay, definitely killed. And instead of like disposing of like you know the police coming and getting the body and bringing it to the morgue, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and the sheriff decide that they're gonna parade the dead body through the town in the middle of the night and wake everyone up. And like this whole caravan of people are there so they can see that the evil has been destroyed. And then they throw it in like this, this cruncher that destroys cars. Okay. Yeah. And that's (laughs) the end of the movie. Okay. I also heard more spoilers, more spoilers. I also heard that the kid who was like the main character in the movie for like 75% of it just randomly dies like halfway through. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so like a nightmare. So he like he goes because he's gonna finish what Michael started. Oh God. So he goes to try to kill. And what exactly did Michael start? What is he supposed to finish here? He's supposed to kill Laurie Strode because like you know you know he's been waiting forty years to do it. Foretold by prophecy. Yes, exactly. And the stars that aligned upon you know. So. They're fighting. He's fighting an old woman. Like, you have to remember that, like, and I say this with the with all love to Jamie Lee Curtis, but her character's supposed to be, like, late 60s, early 70s. Oh, God. You know? And he's fighting, and when she's about to win, he slits his own throat. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what is this nonsense? Oh. I was, yeah. It doesn't even make sense from a story aspect. No. So it's like I, you know, that that's that's my review of it. Um, I'm glad you watched the pitch meeting because yeah. I, he was so good at that. Yeah, we got a real good sense of it because um, we were just like, wow, like it just sounded like such a poorly written you know, like somebody was like, okay, how do we want to end this? Uh, I don't know. Let's do 75 minutes of filler and then a 10 minute showdown. Everybody was like, good, let's go get Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, yeah, people will watch that. Like it did come in. I know I didn't come in high because like the box office is still sort of weird, mm. but it did come in like number one when it came out. Like people sure went had a 6,000% drop off between weeks one. And two. Oh yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I was, oh, I was talking to my aunt, and she's like, oh, I thought you had to go to the movies to see that, because my cousin went to the movies to see it. I was like, it's available for free on Peacock. Yeah. I'm like, I would not be going to the movies to see this if it wasn't for free, or mm-hmm. sorry, for a $4.99 or $5.99 on Peacock. I mean, technically, I think I have Peacock for free because I have Comcast Internet. Yeah. So... So yeah, but I'm still not gonna watch it. I just use no. it for football. Yeah. No, yeah, for Monday for Sunday night football. Yeah, Sunday night football, yeah. But no, it's it's horrible. And for anyone who's out there and is thinking, I wanna watch this trilogy, because it's been obviously touted as the last trilogy. One can only hope. Right. Out of like a billion that we've had for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the first one that Jamie Lee Curtis came back to in like twenty years. Um just watch the first one and it's simply Halloween 2018 and that's okay. it. Don't okay. watch anything else. Good. Got it. That's Done. the recommendation. Done. That's it. I like it. All right. Let's get into the one that scarred me for life. <laughs> okay. So like, first of all, can I just say that I watched Hellraiser by myself because Damien was in Nevada Oh, why and did you do that? I don't. I mean, I watched it by myself too. I know, I watched it too. I did I, you watch? Did you watch the original? No. I've. So I feel like I never saw the original. 
Like I knew, I knew some stuff which made me feel like I had seen the original. But when I got into this, I was like, I don't think I've seen this. I think I've just seen like clips or maybe, you know, 20 minutes on, 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 on an edited version on TNT one night or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've seen some pieces. I was familiar with Pinhead and the little box thing. And that was pretty much it. Um, I was not ready for an hour and a half of like torture porn because that's really what this was. It was like body horror gore, body torture gore. Yeah. And I don't do very well with torture gore. And there was this one scene right in the middle of the movie with the girl that wrecked me. I had nightmares for like four nights in a row. You shouldn't have. We could have watched something else. I just did it because it was on Hulu and it was a spooky I had Halloween. No idea it was going to do that to me. I was like, this is the most horrifying thing I have seen in a long time. Anyway, if that's your deal, then this was a good movie for you. Like, you, if that's your jam, what is it? You what is what does it say about me that I was like, oh yeah, yeah, torture, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, some people don't. That doesn't bother them. I guess I, you know, I've come to figure out in my life that like my three triggers are rape, animal hurts, and torture. Like, those well, are the three I, things. I'm gonna tell you, like, the two. They come from the same movie. The two things that still freak me out and I can't handle and they come from Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the original. Number one, her sister Zelda. Did you ever see that movie? No, I didn't. Uh, I knew I knew that I couldn't do that one alone because of the animals, so I I never touched it. Oh, it wasn't even the animals. So in in Pet Cemetery, her sister Zelda has some rare form of scoliosis and her back's all messed up and you can hear it cracking. Oh, weird. And, like, because it's, like, this weird bone disease, her skin's all pulled back. And they always kept Zelda, like, in another room Mm. from other people. And it was, like, there was all this buildup. And they opened the door to Zelda. And it was, like, I that freaked me out. Still freaks me out. And the other thing, and this is just, like, a gut reaction, is the little kid who gets reanimated. Cuts the Achilles heel. Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 of yeah. a character, yeah. and that is like I cannot handle. Yeah, that would that would yeah, but that's that's kind of in my like torture wheelhouse I, a little bit. You and know? I like, guess it's because like oh that would really hurt in real life, but like when you know when there's people like spitting out teeth, I'm like okay, that's cool. Like or when there's people being like flayed, I'm like all right. Yeah. Yeah, the flaying was there was a lot of flaying in this movie. Yeah. There was excessive amounts of flaying and hooks. There were a lot of yes, hooks. Yes, hooks hooks into skin, which I guess is like a thing. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see the first one and I was I almost watched the first one because it was I think it's still on Hulu, like the original 1987 one. I think one. it is, yeah. And I was like, am I really going to need it though? Like, do I really I mean, need to understand? I heard that the original one didn't really have a story. And, like, I could appreciate the sort of mythology that they were trying to add into this one. And it, it sort of was like, are these creatures creatures from hell? Or are they aliens? Like, what are these creatures? Like, I couldn't really figure it out. Are they interdimensional creatures? Like, they had names and everything. Like, yeah. Celeb- celebite Ce- or something? Like, yeah, it's, is it Ceno or Celebites? Yeah, something like that. But anyway, they had, like, a name for them. And then, you know, they, what was, I don't know know how much to say. I don't know if you want to spoil this or not. Like, but, um, they, they, okay, so here's the thing. I appreciated the mythology. I appreciated the, the story they tried to tell. I really liked everybody who was acting in this. I thought they all did a really great job. The makeup that they had on these creatures was unbelievably good because some of the creatures were just plain terrifying. Like they were just really well-made horrifying creatures, but then some of them were horrible flayed, gross skin flaying creatures, but also weirdly beautiful. And that combination of like 
gross body grossness, but also elegantly, weirdly beautiful was like messing with my head. Like it was really weird. You know, do you know what I mean? Your brain didn't know how to process it. I did not know how to process these creatures. No. I mean, I did better with the teeth guy because he was just straight up scary. He was just gross, scary teeth guy. But like the even like the the woman who played Pinhead, she was like weirdly elegant, like in her dress and the way she stood and then pins everywhere out of her head, you know. So it was like, I don't know what you're doing with this makeup. I can appreciate it. But man, it is confusing me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I remember from the the first the original Hellraiser. I don't I really like I was more into like Freddie and Jason. Mm -hmm. And I think I never really got into pinhead but i just remember like it was more like snm dressed up in like the body rubber sort yes, of yes but like some of the clothing was made out of the flayed skin which i didn't realize yes yeah, so if you look at these creatures again like some of their clothing is just their skin has been flayed and wrapped around them elegantly and that i don't want to ruin what happens but you do get to see that sort of construction oh yeah yeah, yeah. And I mean, I uh the woman who plays Pinhead, she's the my girl from Sense8. Yes, um, yes. Jamie and Powell. She did a really, or Jamie really good Jamie, Jamie Clayton, yeah. She did a really, really good job. Um I did not know the girl who played Riley, but she did an excellent job as well. Uh but yeah, the people in this, the one that got to me was and I, I made a note of her name. Okay. Her name was Selena Lowe. She played a character called The Gasp. Oh, if you look that one up and see pictures of it, like that's the one that confused me because I was like, what a gorgeous actress. I don't know what you did to her. (laughs) This creature is insane. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I could appreciate the makeup. I could appreciate the mythology was interesting. I liked the idea of the like. Well, I lost you for a second. Oh, did you? Am I back? Okay. Yeah, you're back. Okay. That was weird. Um, anyway, I liked the story and I thought it was like interesting how they had this thing, this, you could get your wish, you know, if you went through with the whole thing, they were going to give you a wish, but the temptation of it was like, am I really going to get my wish? Am I going right. to get not my wish? It was like less genie and more gin, you know, that kind of yes, thing. Yes. Yes. Monk's paw kind of stuff, you know? So I like that that idea and that storytelling like I, I I could appreciate what they were doing it was a well-written horror movie but the horror elements of it were a bit too much for me so if that's your thing then this will definitely be your thing and I heard that um was it uh Clive Barker who directed the original one yeah and the the thing is he's the one who wrote like this, this is one? this yeah this is his well this entire series and I get there's 11 of them because we love rebooting horror over and over again. But this is, he, he wrote a short story called the Hellbound heart. And that's where all of these characters come from. Interesting. I heard that he watched this and then the actor who played the original pinhead both watched this and they both gave it like resounding thumbs up. They both. Like I'm kind of, I feel the same way you do. Like I like horror movies. I can appreciate what they do did with the movie it was well done the makeup i mean it's i would imagine it's going to be nominated for makeup and all of those technical ones in yeah at the the oscars a lot of the effects were practical you know yeah not the hooks but you know (laughs) yeah i i mean the the I guess when you look back and even when if you were to scroll through and look at like pictures from the original Hellraiser on IMDb and you see the leaps and bounds that the Cenobites and that Pinhead has made. It's it's amazing. It's just not my cup of tea for horror. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's not my cup of tea for horror either, but I did. I could appreciate what they were trying to do. And right. I really think this is somebody's cup of tea. Like somebody is going to be like, that movie was my jam. You know, somebody's yeah, exactly. going to say it. Because it's not a bad movie. And it is it is very well done and well constructed and well written and well acted. It hits, it ticks all those boxes. It just doesn't tick the box of Jamie liked this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, 
even when I said that I watched it, I didn't say like, oh, you need to watch this. Like, it's like, oh, I watched Hell, the new Hellraiser. Yes. I would prefer to think of it as I survived it. I survived. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm still not, I wish I could get into the mythology of it. Because like you said, it's so creative. It's very creative. Yeah. Extremely creative of, you know, the the lament configuration, the Leviathan configuration. Like, they put a lot of thought into this. You oh, know? yeah. Anyway. But it's just, yeah, just not for me. Somebody's going to be super into it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I haven't read, but I'm sure there's probably a sequel. So. Oh, man. I'm not watching that one alone. <laughs> no, I won't. I, will, I won't make you. We're done. We're done with it. We're done now. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So we're moving through the scaries. Um, For number five, this is another one that I didn't watch, but this is like real life scaries. So we're going to get oh, into yes. a different kind of spookies. So tell me who exactly is the watcher? So I'm not spoiling anything because this is a story that is been going on since uh probably about 2014 okay i will start i will i will describe it to you um so this is based on a real life story real life real life events obviously there are some um you know they do some them things with it that are not central to the story that didn't really happen but they you know they fictionalize it a little bit but it's from uh ryan murphy who has done everything from glee to american horror story and all of like the american crime stories with oj and he's just everywhere Mm -hmm. um so you have this family that moves it's you it's your standard story of a family decides to move from new york to the suburbs of New Jersey. They want to get out of the rat race. They want their kids to be in Did better school. Rat? That's later. Rat, yeah. Rat. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the actual rat race. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's that like that whole thing where it's mm-hmm. like, let's move. Let's, let's live in a quiet neighborhood. And they start receiving letters. And it's addressed to them as owners of the house, telling them that they've, Welcome to the home. Take care of the house. This person knows the secrets of the house. And then they, they're like, yeah, that's weird. And then they continue to receive letters. Like, I know your daughter's name is this. She sounds wonderful when she plays the piano from the Northeast Corridor of your home. Oh, God. Like, thing, like things like, so just really for sale moving yeah so like that's like and here's the thing like in real life it took these people five years to sell the house what is the matter with you so it's like and i and once again spoiler 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 but not a spoiler because this is this entire series is based off a uh an article in the cut that talked about what was happening and I've listened to it on, on different iterations of true crime podcasts. They've never figured out who this person is. Oh my God. That's horrifying. Yeah. And when the people moved out, the letters stopped. Okay. So So, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this person is living in the attic. Well, that's what like, you know, there, and then I don't want to reveal anything because like you can go and watch and it will tell you what's real what really happened and what was fictionalized for television in the show. But so it, it, they, but they don't have like a final solution to this. There is no, no okay. there is no final solution. So know that it is open-ended. The watcher has the quote unquote, that's how, that's how the person signed the letter, the watcher. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. And there's been no sort of conclusion. Never <laughs> caught. Bless you. Excuse me. Um. Yeah. Never caught. So it's one of those real life creepy things of you're watching them in their home. Like how much security, how much, how many security cameras can you put up? Like, you know, like, yeah. So it's just, it's really well done, but because it is based on a true story, it's even creepier than anything that you could, could watch. And the performances are great. You have Naomi Watts in it and Bobby Cannavale, who is just, I just love him. Like, 
love him so much. Okay. But I want to say something and I, I don't, I don't know I'm not, what? I don't know anything about anything here, but okay. because I teach English, I have read a lot of things. There is a short story and it's a fairly old short story and I'm really stressing my brain out trying to remember who the author was, but I want to, no, I'm not going to say, cause I don't want to guess and be wrong, but okay. the basic idea behind the short story is it's very similar premise to this, except instead of the letters going to one person, they go to a bunch of different people in the town. Oh. And, um, there's this one woman who is basically like the biggest, um, you know, she, she's not like, she doesn't work for the police or anything, but she's like the biggest mouth about trying to figure out who this is and where the letters are coming from. And we got to stop this. And she's, you know, kind of organizing this whole campaign against what's happening. And, you know, they never really figure it out. And then some of the le letters, like you say, they're not unkind They're but they're still creepy. Mm -hmm. And then some of the letters are just straight up mean, you know, like you're a horrible person. I know what you did, blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's like that kind of thing. And, you know, different families are getting letters. Some people don't get any. Some people get a lot. Some people get some and then they don't. Like it just ha it keeps happening in this town. And granted, this is a fictional short story, right? So it goes on for years and years and years. And at the end of the short story, the woman who was like the lead campaign person against trying to figure out who this is and make it stop. She dies of natural causes. She gets old and she dies. And upon her death, all the letters stop. Oh, so she was doing it to herself along with everybody else in the town. So she wouldn't look like a suspect. That's weird. So now I'm wondering if the watcher is one of the family members. Well, cause that, that was something that they talk about um, in it because as you watch it, you realize that the family basically took every single penny that they had and put it in the house. Mm -hmm. And then there were, there was even the police questioned whether or not they were doing this to try to get out of the house. Oh. You know, like, was this an elaborate ploy? Cause they realized they were in over their heads with this but i'm gonna go with that theory because so I there's like they've this, read this same short story <laughs> there's so like the way that it's done is it kind of goes through each suspect uh -huh. and you're just thinking to yourself oh yeah that makes sense and then there's something that happens that you realize oh it's, it couldn't be that person uh -huh. but the but the letter and i did i should have said this the letters get creepier and creepier like it's like the house needs new blood Will oh, you be having, does. will you be giving blood into the, the house is in lament formation? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I mean, really well done. I, I believe it's seven. It's an odd number. It's like seven episodes. Okay. Well, that's not too bad. That doesn't seem like too much filler. No. So it, it it's really well paced, well acted, well written, but it is based on a true story. So that's the creepiest part. Mm. about it and they i they they do like this weird voiceover for the watcher too of course so that th makes it even creepier but <laughs> if you're if you're okay watching a show that doesn't have a conclusion and just sort of sitting back and enjoying the mystery hey i was okay with watching archive 81 i thought that was yeah. the ending <laughs> yeah well it is because apparently it's i was wrong it's been canceled so <laughs> it is the ending you're yeah, right it is the ending that i was right all along <laughs> yay and now now we're going to talk about something that i'm a little afraid of because like whenever i think of rats i think about like the not i, I should think about the pizza rat because he's adorable um but like how they Remy. used to, Remy. yes yes how they and then I just remember how they used to like put rats on people's stomachs oh, and then the put eating the, yes yeah ah, that was but, horrible torture yeah yeah so that's why I'm afraid of what you're gonna talk about because you're gonna end the show with rats su super scary yeah yeah I'm not gonna lie this. The, okay, so the first game was called A Plague Tale Innocence. Okay. And um, this is the one that I'm playing right now is The Plague Tale Requiem, which is the sequel. So I'm going to try, I'm going to spoil the first game a little bit to help. Okay. Um, 
But in the first game, it is set in like, I want to say like 14th century France. You know, it's which is scary enough because of no electricity. Nope. Yeah. Just rampant, rampant disease everywhere. Yeah. Rampant disease is pretty much the theme of this game. Everyone Um, smelled. Oh, yeah, for sure. They talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you play as Amicia. She's like a young teenage girl. She's a she's like a a upper class society lady. Um, They live in this this manor. They have a bunch of servants. Their mother is an alchemist. And part of the reason why she's an alchemist is her son was born with a rare blood disease that they call the macula. And the macula will eventually kill him, this little boy. And he's adorable. He's super cute. Um, and so she's trying to find a cure to it. And she's trying to get help from this this order of, mac- of alchemists. They just call the order. Anyway, long story short, with the first game these plague rats just start pouring out from everywhere. It turns the whole society upside down. People, it's like Mad Max times with rats, you know, because people, they need to eat, they need to survive, they need to live. They, they'll they happily kill you and take your sausage. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and the, the whole mechanic of the game is you're like a little 15-year-old girl trying to protect your, you know, maybe 10-year-old brother from soldiers and thieves and brigands and whatever else and all you have is a slingshot you're you're there's no gun there's no you don't know how to use a sword or anything like that you're just a teenage girl and so it's mostly a sneaky game but what you realize that you can do kind of early on is you can control the light so the rats are afraid of the light and so you have to try to stay in the light but there's no electricity so your light is fire fire can go out so you could actually break or extinguish the torches that people carry, and then the rats will eat them. So you can kill people by putting out their lights. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it's it's horrifying because the rats will just swarm somebody, and then when the rats are gone, it's just mush. Like, it's just nothing left. And um, you find out at the end of the first game, spoilers, 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 but my God, this game came out like six years ago, people. So, <laughs> um, that the the macula is what's attracting, attracting the rats. Like they literally follow your little brother around. His name is Hugo. But he can also control them. Oh. So you find out at the very end of the first game, part of the mechanic of the second game is you can actually go into like rat view where you're a swarm of rats swarming around the countryside eating people. It's pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. Yes. So in the second game, you are focused on trying to cure your brother because the macula is advancing. He's going to die soon and you're trying to figure out a cure. And it's literally going from one place to the next place to the next place, like desperately trying to find a cure. The rats are following you everywhere they there are slavers there are other you know dangers again you're like a 16 year old girl now with a slingshot (laughs) and your brother but amicia has definitely got some like she looks like a nom vet i'm not gonna lie she's serious ptsd going on like she she has panic attacks now she freaks out she's uh, but she's also like not afraid to kill people anymore because she kind of got over that in the first game. Yeah. So now you can find these little knives and if you get in trouble, you can just shank the heck out of people. And it's like oh. visceral, like shank, 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 right in the kidneys kind of thing. It's oh. not it's not pleasant. It's just like necessity, you know? And it, oh, you only do it like I, I'm trying so hard to be sneaky, but man, every so often you just got to shank someone. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to, I don't want to, but I will. Yep, pretty much. And you're also trying to prevent your little brother from using rat vision too much because the more he uses it, the more out of control he gets. It feels like it's advancing the blood disease. So he starts to get all like kind of crazy and like bloodthirsty. And it's like, whoa, 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 little 10 year old. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) This is not good for you. But like the thing that kills me is like in the first game, you had all of these people that were sort of surrounding you. Um, you know, your father, your mother, there was a group of friends, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody died except for a couple of them. And those couple are now in this game. It's like you, your mother, your brother, and your friend, Lucas. 
and and now we've got more people who are kind of on board with us, right? We've got there's a soldier, there's a pirate lady that I really like. Um, and I just keep thinking, how many of these people are gonna die? Like, are they all gonna die? Because literally the tagline of this game is about sacrifice and it's described as a heartbreaking something, something, something. And I'm like, this game is gonna destroy me. Oh wow. I have no idea how many people are gonna die. Oh. So there's like 17 chapters and I'm on like chapter, I think 11 or 12. So I'm like creeping up on the end and nothing super tragic has happened yet. And I'm just like, just waiting for that shoe to drop. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And it's not going to be one shoe. It's going to be like six shoes. <laughs> so yeah, I do like to torture myself every year with a scary game. This one is, this one's heavy. So it's not Oof. just scary and ratty and plaguey, but it's like, it's scary and that you, they really get you attached to these characters, right? They talk constantly while you're out. And it's not irritating because they're having these really normal, natural conversations, you know, where like little Hugo will see a butterfly and then you talk about the butterfly and what kind of butterfly it is. Or he'll talk about being hungry and you go buy some chicken and, you know, like it's it's very normal conversation. And so you're like so invested in these people. And I'm just like, oh, no, what's going to happen? It's <laughs> Anyway, I do highly recommend these games. The first one, it it was really good, and then towards the end, it got, I'd say, it got really difficult. It was a very, very difficult game to beat. Ooh. I've heard that they've ramped down the like weird stuff in this one, so that you're not gonna get hit with any kind of like strange end game mechanics that are, you know, very difficult. Because that was the problem with the first game was like, you played the game a certain way all the way up until the very end. And at the very end, you had to do something very different. And it was, oh. yeah, it was irritating and very difficult. I've heard that they don't do that this time. They kind of learn from their mistakes. But the problem is the story is very linear. So if you don't play the first game, the second game's not going to make a whole heck of a lot of sense, you know. So, but they're both really good, but very sad and lots of rats. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yep. I hate rats. Oh, and there, I mean, I showed you the um the trailer, right? I yes. Mean, swarms of rats. There's so <laughs> many rats. Yeah. In fact, like you're warned that if you if your computer is kind of a potato, you probably should not play this because it's oh. not going to render all the rats. You know, it's got to be able to like create those graphics because they're actually it's like really PC intensive to run the game. That's how many rats there are. Oh wow. Yes. It's ratty. <laughs> Super ratty. Yeah, but highly recommended. So out of everything we talked about today, what would you think would be your highest recommendation? Um, I'm, I'm going to go for The Witcher. No, sorry, The Watcher. I mean, the I'll go Switch. for The Witcher, too. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that in the next episode, but we have things on our mind about The Witcher and yeah, the yeah, news yeah. that broke over the weekend. But... On another Netflix show, The Watcher, just switch the switch the first vowel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Watcher, I would definitely pick because, mm -hmm. like, like I said, it's well done. I enjoyed it knowing the background of the story, but they did it in a way that's really accessible to to everyone, mm -hmm. and. Just the performances, like like you said, it's like I would move, and it's like yeah, that's what you would think, but then like you realize why they don't, like mm -hmm. you go through all of that. So it's definitely probably the the creepiest thing I've watched in a while. I would definitely say a Plague Tale, but if you're not into games, uh, mine would be Werewolf by Night. I really did enjoy that. So, all right, cool. There you have it. That's our yeah. second spooky episode. Yep. So I was going to say, what is what is your go-to Halloween candy? Like, when you're handing out candy, and what candy do you hope is, like, the last? Like, oh, we have this leftover. Um, let's see. I know for Damien it would be M&M's. That's mm -hmm. his favorite. Solid um, choice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not usually super picky. Um, I like, I like Twix. We have some Twix, and I've been definitely picking them out of the bowl. So... I also like um, I like Baby Ruths, but I wasn't able to find any of those. Oh, I've got some Baby Ruths. Yeah, yeah, I've got some Baby Ruths. They came with a uh, Butterfinger, which is like, always kind of. I like Butterfingers, all right. Yeah. I, I liked them more when I was a kid. I did too. I did. Too. I think it was like the whole Bart Simpson 
yeah, don't lay yeah. a finger on my butterfinger type thing. We were ingrained. I also but... really like take fives. You ever had those? Oh, yeah, take fives. Those are good. Yeah, I couldn't they're, find any of those this year either. They're not the most popular. No, I like of the them. candy. I, I used to like some junior mints, which I know not a lot of people like, but I like junior mints, especially frozen. Junior mints are good. I like peppermint patties, yeah, too, yeah, which is deal. just a yeah. bigger version of junior yep. mints. I also, for some reason, really like a, uh, do you remember the payday? Yeah, I like payday. Those yeah, are those mm. are good. Yeah, mm. you're like you're in the mood for sweet and salty. Yep. But my number one candy, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I like the dark chocolate ones, not the regular. Oh, okay. So I'm all, all right. fussy. Yeah, they have a white chocolate version of it. Not as good. Not no. as good. White chocolate's so sweet, though. And the peanut butter is already pretty sweet, so. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm going to go eat some candy. I, I think th- I think that's a plan for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right. Well, as always, remember to like, follow, and subscribe. Find us on the social medias. Are we going to abandon the tweeters now? Because yeah, we're done. Owns it. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah, okay. we're we're off of the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let me take it off my notes. Yeah. Um. What about the Facebook and the Instagram crackers? Yeah, yeah, we're still good with those. Okay. I, right. Until Mark Zuckerberg does something more evil than what he does on a normal basis. Oh God, I know, right? It's literally like whatever social medias we're on is the least evil. And yeah, exactly, time. exactly. That's what it comes down to. Okay, so we are on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Three Speech and look for the bears. And I hope that everybody has a safe and happy Halloween. Uh, Don't eat any weird-looking candy. You know, the usual. And we'll catch you very soon with a regular episode with lots of normal threes on it. All right, stay safe, and thank you, as always, for listening.